0: Welcome to the Preserve Your Past podcast, where we'll explore all things related to the creative process of writing your stories for future generations. I'm your host, Melissa Ann Kitchen. Author, teacher, speaker, and coach, I believe that your personal history is a priceless gift for family, friends, and generations to come. Whether you consider yourself a writer or not, we are discussing the topics that help with every step of the process how to mine for the juiciest story ideas or how to refine them into polished final drafts you'll be proud to share let's face it sure your stories can be overwhelming but i've got you covered we all have a lifetime of memories to share so why not save yours to pass along let me help you leave your lasting legacy Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Preserve Your Past podcast and today we are going to be reflecting on a question that a lot of people actually don't ask it as a question but I'm asking the question and answering it for you because I feel like when I talk about my mission with many people that I am met with a lot of people who have assumptions on who are the people that should be writing the stories. So the question we'll be answering in today's blog is who should be starting to write their own life stories and family stories? So throughout my time speaking with people about my mission to help others preserve their past through powerful personal stories, I've had a lot of people assume that this topic was mostly for an older family member, usually a mother or a grandmother who's collecting the family's history. Now, I'm not gonna say that those people Would not be interested, right? But I'm also here today to break the assumption and also to spread my mission of the idea of not waiting until you are later in life because you may not have that gift. And so remember, my purpose and my why is because and I've shared this many times, if you haven't listened to the introduction podcast or heard any other podcasts, I share how I lost my parents at a relatively young age in my 20s, 18 and through 20. And my mom and dad were 37 and 40. So in their 40s, early late 30s. That's Lower than what most people are thinking are the people who would be the ones collecting and sharing their stories when they think of that person that is the one who would be interested in my topic. So, my job is to kind of break that mold and remind people all of the reasons why you might be wanting to start writing and preserving your past through your stories now. So, I'm going to go through who should be writing their stories. I have a few groups. It's gonna be a little funny because I'm going to be sounding like I'm kind of making generalizations and assumptions so that I can break them. Um, But hopefully, hopefully this is helpful to you and I can convince you if you are one of these people on why you should be writing your stories. So let's get started. The first easy group of people that should be writing their stories are parents. So I mentioned that as I talk to people that moms come up to a lot of people as who would be the normal person who would be recording the stories. But I can tell you there's a lot of fathers out there that I networked with at my genealogy convention that I attended who are also the story collectors. So while many think of mothers as the first type of person who would be sharing stories, we can agree right now that parents are a good group of people that should be thinking about writing their stories. So let's think about why and what stages as parents you could do that. So new parents can begin documenting a baby's first milestones. Parents of school-age children might look a little different, so you might be writing stories that show growth. This is also a great age to show children where they fit into their own family timeline. I shared in one of my previous episodes how I remember one of the first times where I kind of learned that there was a whole life that happened before (laughs) before I was born. And so that school aged is when we're starting to see our place in our family timeline. And even constructing a timeline would be really helpful with these stories. But sharing stories from before children were born is great way of uh, a parent of school age children can use stories. Parents of young adults, this is a great time to share more mature topics that maybe you weren't able to share when they were younger, but you want them to know now, or how-to stories about navigating the world or lessons that you learned at that age. This is a great time because you can be more honest with your children and they're actually beginning to be more interested in you as your as an adult, and and knowing that you went through these experiences, which leads me to parents of grown adults, because that's we can all say this, right, as grown people, we now look at our parents, and can totally understand what they've been through a lot more. So parents of grown adults, your job is now more, even more important to keep the memories of the past from being forgotten, because your job is, as the elder of the family, that story preservation might become even more important. And again, I think that kind of goes back to the parents of young adults, where there are stories that you are able to share that are might be a little more honest or mature. So that's the first topic, parents. I don't have a lot of, to add on that, because I think that's a common one that everyone obviously thinks of first. So I'm going to go into my next topic and say that parents are by far not the only ones who should be passing their stories along or have the drive to pass their stories along. And I can say this firsthand because my aunts and uncles had amazingly rich stories and rich lives to pass along to us. And some of them have been coming up as I've been researching my own stories and past and filling in things and doing some research online I'm even finding information about my aunt who passed away probably 10 years ago at the age of 92 so even someone who was alive so early before internet I can still find things about this woman uh, on the internet that were really amazing and so I will be sharing more about her but it was my aunt Barbara she was. She left home very early, and became a dancer. And I'm not going to go into too much because I don't want to spoil it. Because she will be a featured story, um, for me to kind of share how I researched and how I've been pulling together pieces of research and parts of my memories and family memories to create a more uh, fuller story of her with all the bits of research and um, memories, but she was just really cool, Uh, lived again till 92 by herself in New York City up until the last like two years. She traveled the world. She's just an amazing person, and so I know that, you know, even though she didn't have children, she was an amazing aunt to my mom and then great aunt to us, that without her stories, I just can't, you know, imagine knowing all of myself without knowing her story. So persons without their own children still have a purpose. We can't assume that they're not wanting to be able to preserve their personal history and look to future generations. So what could people that do not have their own children do? be thinking about when they think about their stories. Share those adventures with family, friends, nieces, nephews, partners, siblings, parents, everyone. We want that preserved for the future generations. Uh, Stories of life lessons, your personal history, and gear it towards an audience and purpose of the story. So some of your stories might be geared towards... Um, younger family members, but some of them might be geared for a totally different audience. And exploring how you can preserve your stories any way that you want really goes for all of the groups, right? I'm just sort of using this topic as a way to say, hey, um, it's not just going to be parents that are going to be doing this. So persons without children will know on their own anyways that drive within them to write their story but I think that if you are a person who thinks I don't have kids who would even want my story that you could be challenged to think about ways that you can share your life lessons your personal history and preserve it for whomever you want in whichever way you want. So the next group that I have for sharing their stories is grandparents. Now grandparents are really important because they can link back even further in the line than many others in the family. And at their age, there may even be a more urgent need and drive to share those stories with the younger generations. So grandparents can do this by sharing stories of both shared experiences or ones that only you know, so ones that they only know. They, a grandparent, if you're a grandparent, you could share stories celebrating the past, but also acknowledging and sharing your struggles. So not only your celebrations, we talk about this, it's not only about the good stories, we want to hear about and learn about acknowledging and sharing struggles in your life. Another way to create your stories is to think about how things are different and how they are the same from maybe your childhood or your past. So that's a great way as we get older that we can really tie in some things is those of us who are on the older age, new life different than it is now. And sharing how life is different, but yet the similarities is, is really strong in storytelling. It allows us to connect to the audience by looking at similar life experiences, but it also makes it really interesting when they can travel back in time and read about things that are totally different now than they were then. And grandparents have a great opportunity to preserve and pass along papers or documents or letters and photos with written stories to make them more meaningful. So grandparents, you have a unique way of being able to be multi-generational with your stories. Which leads me to uh, persons with aging parents as the next group. So older persons that are grandparents would be trying to do their stories, but maybe it's going to be the next um, people that have the aging parents that are now collecting the family stories. They feel that time is running out on hearing the stories in their parents' words. So they are helping their parents by telling these stories and then uh, this way it helps those parents feel valued and know that they will be remembered. You might be helping your parents reflect and pass along their, their lessons. And it also could help the parents um, because they may be ready to share something that they previously haven't. So a lot of people, when they begin interviewing some of the aging family members, they begin to learn things that maybe they're parents or their grandparents had never shared before, either because it was too painful or because they thought nobody was interested or they just weren't ready to share it. But as they get closer to their own mortality, they may feel ready to share something that you never knew about them before. Um, And maybe they just didn't think anyone was interested or they didn't think it was interesting, right? Um, So as we work with our aging parents or aging family members, um, that is a great opportunity to get to um, interview them and be able to see, help them bring to light their stories. Again, multi-generational stories. Outside of family or in addition to family, there are many times as friends that we could offer stories to other friends or family members. So thinking about it more as peers. But what are times when it would be really common as a friend or family member to share our stories? And here's a few ideas. This is going to be um, something that we delve into in the future, even in more depth. But as a friend, you could possibly share some stories to pass along with at the upcoming birth of a baby, right? Your stories could be a gift for the baby and it could be stories you know of the parents, it could be a lesson that you want them to learn or your thoughts of what they will be like or your wishes for them, but you could pass along even a Bedtime story that you write yourself for if we could even bring in fiction, or it could be a bedtime story written that was a you know a true story. Another story you could write as a friend is sharing lessons, recipes in the stories behind them, or personal reflections in history for somebody who's newly married. What a great gift idea, right? So we could put down stories to gift to a couple upon being married. And they could be around a certain theme. Again, it could be a special story of your own marriage. It could be recipes and the stories behind them from a friend or family member, or just lessons that you would like to pass along. Another way that you can do this as a friend or family is collectively write stories to remember a lost friend or family member. In one of my blog posts, I actually talk about using stories to process grief. I don't believe I've recorded that in a podcast, so that would be an upcoming podcast topic that I definitely will be doing. But I'll link to the blog in the notes for this podcast, and then we'll also link it Um, Once we record the podcast on that topic, but there are so many ways that we can use stories to remember a lost friend or family member, whether it is collecting stories to gift to the children of the friend that we've lost, whether it is writing stories as friends in remembrance of a lost friend and then collecting those stories with each other as the friend group so that we each have a collection Stories uh, definitely can help us process grief that's known for ever and ever and ever that we come together and share our stories about a person uh, uh, upon the loss of a person, right? A, A death of a family member or friend. Grief can be soothed with stories that help us to keep the memories of the person alive and their energy alive. And finally... Another area of people who could be writing stories are those special people that every family has, the family storytellers. Now the family storyteller researches the history, collects the stories, and documents the details while finally preserving the past. So these people, the there are people who are the storytellers in our families. And so when people come to me and say, oh my gosh, I know I need to share this podcast or I want to share your website with, and they give me a name of a person because they really love this, I know that I'm reaching my fellow storytellers. It's funny because of my family. I think my brother, sister, and I are all the storytellers, <laughs> which can make it quite an interesting time for our significant others to be all around us as we all get into our storytelling but we also come from a history of storytellers and so dinner tables with the big families were always entertaining and not just for the storytelling for the impact of of sharing Something funny or entertaining, but also keeping the past, right? It's very important to my brother and sister, and I equally so. And I know that I see it in my aunts and uncles, and it was handed down to us from our grandparents as we looked back on previous generations. And I think there's a lot of people that can relate to that, but. Definitely, um, the family storyteller exists and is the perfect person to begin writing those stories. So if you have a family storyteller that you have not told yet about this podcast, I would love for you to share the podcast with them. But again, I am telling you that they are not the only ones that should get started. I would hate for you to not be writing down and preserving your past so that future generations will know you and remember you and you can have that legacy in your words. So whether you are a parent or a grandparent or an aunt or uncle or a person with aging parents or a friend, or you are the family storyteller, I invite you to get started writing your stories wasn't that a fun episode i enjoyed our conversation so much and if you would like to continue our conversation be sure to follow this podcast and share with friends this helps share the mission of preserving the past with stories want more tips tools and inspiration head over to melissaannkitchen.com and as always Let's get writing your powerful personal stories.